You have repeatedly we, criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them... What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White Proud supremacists and right Proud Proud boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem. His this is a left-wing This is a left-wing problem. White supremacist. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what his FBI, his FBI director said. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. Ooh, I'm your host, James Masson, and you know it's a primary season when the feds are getting involved again. Enrique Tario, head and commander of the Proud Boys. Now, <clears throat> a little bit of context here. The Proud Boys were originally founded by Gavin McGinnis and Miley Annopoulos. It was originally a drinking buddy. It was meant to be for shits and giggles. Then one day... Well, see, their whole shtick was we are Western chauvinists, meaning we, you know, we think a, we think the West has superior culture. However, it's got co-opted by the feds over the time, and this is why I say that you know there's no way for you to be part of any ground care of it. Dantifa, Proud Boys, Boogaloo, Fed Front, I mean Patriot Front, my apologies. It doesn't matter because in one way or another, these groups have already been infiltrated. And if you're in these groups. You already know exactly what I'm talking about because you already know about, like, the sub-factions inside these groups, different, you know, people who have different pasts, came from different organizations or different groups that you don't trust, are in your little clique. You don't like that they're in your clique, but they're in your clique. You need to deal with it because everyone else deals with it. It's sucky. That's why I'm like, just get out of all these groups. They're all feds. They're all honeypots. And if they're not now, they will be later. And this motherfucker has a long history we were blowing a whistle on this guy being a Fed back in late 2020. Even on this show, we talked about it. But that's just a little brief rundown of the history behind the Proud Boys. It was a drinking club. It got out of hand. A fun fact, actually. The Proud Boys metamorph like changing from being a drinking club for like veterans and like Trump supporters and America First types. Because uh, lest we forget that. Nick Fuentes was once considered a proud boy. But lest we forget, uh, Gypsy Crusader, back when Homie was still trying to be just a regular journalist, he got jumped outside of a bar where proud boys were having a meeting because he was in there trying to get undercover footage. And when he left, he got jumped and beaten in the alleyway, like outside the bar. Uh, I'll throw in a link to uh, him explaining his story in the description below, but interesting and the only reason I'm even bringing up Gypsy Crusader is because apparently he's set to get released or something. I have to look more into it, but I've been saying a lot about this feeling more and more like there's a 2016-type vibe. I've been seeing a, a rapid increase in Pepe's. I've been seeing like Antifa's back in the thing. Proud Boys are being talked about. Gamergate is being talked about. Pizzagate's back in the fucking... Pizzagate trended on Twitter not too long ago. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Something weird out there, man. It's like uh, with more and more of these filters being lifted and the bots being pushed off the internet as much as possible, it's like the it really is starting to kick up right where I left off in 2016. 
That being if you subscribe to the dead internet theory like I do. But let's let's get into this. Messages. Officer often fed information. Uh, officer often fed information to Proud Boys leader. A police officer frequently provided Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario with internal information about law enforcement operations in the weeks before other members of the far-right extremist group stormed the U.S. Capitol, according to messages shown Wednesday at the trial of Tario on four, and four associates. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. So right before January 6th, like the night before, Enrique Tario actually got arrested outside D.C. because he had some magazines in his trunk. So... And then uh, at the Trump speech, uh, so I went to all three of those uh, speeches. I was at the one in October, the Stop the Steal and or whatever the MAGA March or whatever the fuck. And it was like the, the, the speaking on event in October. I went to that one. Uh, I think that was a million MAGA March. And then they had the Stop the Steal rally in December, or was that late November? Either way, I went to that one. And then they had this last one that was like the January sixth one. I, uh, interesting, right? And every time there was something with the Proud Boys at all three of these events, I remember specifically there was a church banner that got torn down and lit on fire that led to a bunch of people and Enrique Tario again in, in trouble. But he was released while the rest of the Proud Boys who were arrested around setting that pride flag on fire, they all served jail time while Enrique walked. Uh, I can't remember what the thing in the October one was, but there was, like, fights before that. I might rumble somewhere. There's footage of me walking and interviewing these guys. Um, shit. I'm trying to remember. There was, uh, and, and in January of 2021, for those, for the lead into the January 6th event, or at least like Trump speaking and all that stuff, Enrique had gotten arrested just outside DC for having a trunk with some magazines or clips in them. So it convenient how this guy just keeps not being there, but people who are associated with him do show up and get arrested. It's almost like, I don't know. He's an insider or something. But all right, so let's scroll down here. Click to the right. We got, you know, Mixed Factuality, uh, My Northwest. Ah, go over here to the left, U.S. News. So, you know, I clicked over here. Got the High Factuality Center, Telegraph Bay from six hours ago. Click, yeah. So I figured play it were fair. This is a very political group. So I think it might be best to stick to the center and go from there. So over here at the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Times, officer often fed information to Proud Boy leader private messages show. Jurors saw a string of messages in which an uh, intelligence officer gave Enrique Tario details about law enforcement operations in the weeks before the riot. Interesting. I do kind of fuck with this hat, though, the War Boys. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of a drip, and I fuck with them Ray-Bans. But homie looks like a fucking fed. Come on. From the AP, so... Washington, a police officer frequently provided Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario with internal information about law enforcement operations in the weeks before other members of the far-right extremist group stormed the U.S. Capitol, according to messages shown Wednesday at the trial of Tario and four associates. Now, doesn't this just add more to the entrapment argu argument? 
Because I feel like this just makes the, uh, th- this was a clear argument for entrapment article, argument a-, a lot more prevalent. Especially if, like, local law enforcement was feeding this guy, the head of one of these organizations, information directly. It's a little suspicious. A federal prosecutor showed jurors a string of messages that the Metro- Metropolitan Police Lieutenant Shane Lamond and Tario privately exchanged in the run-up to the mob attack on the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Lamond, an intelligence officer for the city's police department, okay, so he's not just a be- on the beat cop, he's like, he works in the intelligence areas. Gotcha. Intelligence officer for the city's police department. And mind you, I'm sure the city's, the local police department is well entrenched with the capital and federal government. Like, they have to be. There's no way. It's just apparate, like, local police department. I was responsible for monitoring groups like the Proud Boys when they came to Washington for protests. Less than three weeks before the January 6th riot, Lamond, and, Lamond warned Tario that the FBI and U.S. Secret Service will were, quote, all, sun, all spun up. Over talk on InfoWars internet show that the Proud Boys planned to dress up as supporters of President Joe Biden on the Democrats' inauguration day. That would have been fucking hilarious. Justice Department prosecutor Connor Monroe, Mulroe, asked a government witness, FBI Special Agent Peter Dabrowski, how common it is for law enforcement to disclose information, internal information in that fashion. Quote, I've never heard of it. Dabowski said. Dabowski said. Tario was arrested in Washington two days before the Capitol attack and charged with burning a Black Lives Matter. It's a BLM banner. Black Lives Matter banner taken from a historic Black church during a protest during the December twenty in December twenty twenty. He was released, so that was the one in December. There was. Okay, he was released from jail before the riot and wasn't in Washington D.C. on January sixth. Yeah, uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hmm, and even, so, I, uh, I found a different article. I was going to pull up the thing about him getting arrested for the magazine clips, and instead I found an interesting article, uh, with his counter-defense I didn't see on Ground News, so, actually, we'll get into that after we get through this. But, because they do mention right here specifically that he was arrested two days before the ta- uh, attack at the Capitol building, or, uh, yeah, Capitol attack, and charged with burning Black Lives Matter banner taken from the historic Black Church during the protest in December 2020. So, okay, why is he being charged with anything in January 6th? He was released from jail before the riot and wasn't in Washington on January 6th, so what the fuck? I'm, now I'm confused as to what any charge he might have against him for January 6th has to do with anything. In a message to Tario on December uh, 25th, 2022, Lamont said Metropolitan Police Department investigators had asked him to identify Tario from a photograph. He warned Tario that police may be seeking a warrant for his arrest. Later on that day, his arrest, Tario uh, posted a message to, Proud- to other Proud Boy leaders that said, quote, the warrant was just signed. Before the trial started in January, Tario's attorney said Lamont's testimony would be crucial for his defense supporting Tario's claims that he was looking to avoid violence. Uh, Mulroe and Lamont has asserted his Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. Tario's attorneys have accused prosecutors of bullying Lamont into keeping quiet by 
by warning the officer he could be charged with obstructing the investigation into Tario, a Miami resident who was a national chairman of the Proud Boys. Prosecutors denied that claim. Sabino Jurigoy, uh, Jurigoy, one of Tario's attorneys, said the other messages show Tario uh, routinely cooperating with the police and had provided Lamond with useful information. Jurigoy uh, said prosecutors quote dragged Lamond's name through the mud and falsely insinuated he is a dirty cop who had an inappropriate relationship with Tario. Well, here's the thing: how does he have a relationship with Tario? Again, he has nothing to do with January 6th, and I think it's bullshit they keep trying to, like, tan, you know, find a way to link Ontario to the January 6th riots when he has nothing to do with them whatsoever. But at the same time, why does this cop who works with, you know, the intelligence unit have anything, any information to do with Tario? It's a weird connection. Especially given Tario has a well pre running established relationship with the feds as an undercover informant. Who busted people on the left, too? Like, I, again, I this dude's a glow. He fucking glows really hard at night. Quote, That was their theme over and over again. Dragosi told U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly during a break in the testimony. Lamond was placed on administrative leave by the police force in February 2022, according to Mark Shamel. An attorney for the officer, uh, Shamel... Shamel said Lamond aided Intario's arrest for burning the Black Lives Matter banner. In a statement Wednesday, Shamel said Lamond's job required him to communicate with a variety of groups protesting Washington, D.C., and his counterquote was appropriate and always focused on the protection of the citizens of Washington, D.C. Again, Unless you got some text messages, and mind you, the FBI spent months when the main reasons why a lot of these magazines and articles had to change the the use of the word insurrection was because the FBI routinely was finding after investigation after investigation that there was no pre-planned or you know predest- uh, predestined uh, intent to do anything once they got into the building, meaning by definition there was no insurrection. And unless you have something telling some message from, the, uh, and again, it's no crime necessarily for these two to be talking to each other. It is extremely re- fucking odd that they're talking to each other. I'm not gonna pretend that like that. It's not weird and a red flag in and of itself. But uh, you better have a text message with him saying go in the building because if not, everything else you're saying right here is a red fucking herring to me. Quote, at no time did Lieutenant Lamond ever assist or support the hateful, divisive agenda of any various groups that came to D.C. to protest. Shamel said, more importantly, Lieutenant Lamond is a decorated office official who does not condone the hateful rhetoric or the illegal conduct on January 6th and was only communicating with these individuals because the mission required it. The mission required it. What mission? Okay. Weird use of a word there, my friend. So there is a mission. Uh, Whose mission? What are the uh, incentives here? Tario and his four lieutenants, 
guys, four lieutenants, are charged with seditious conspiracy for what protesters said was a plot to stop the peaceful transfer of presidential power and keep former President Trump in the White House after the 2020 presidential election. Thousands of rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol, uh, disrupting a joint session of Congress for certification of the Electoral College votes. Proud Boys, Proud Boy members describe the group as a politically incorrect men's club for Western chauvinists. That's how Enrique Tarrio uh, found described the group. They often brawled with anti-fascist uh, activist rioters at rallies and protests for years before the Capitol attack. In a message to Tario on December 18, 2022, uh, 2020, my apologies, Lamond, and other police investigators had asked him if the Proud Boys are racist. The officer said he told he told them that the group had a black and had black and Latino members. Quote, so not a racist thing. Which is true. It's not anyone can be a fed these days. Quote, it's not being investigated by the FBI though, just us, Lamond added. Awesome, Tario replied. In another exchange that day, Lamond asked Tario if he had called in an anonymous tip claiming responsibility for the flag burning. Quote, I did more than that, Tario responded. Quote, it's on my social media. Okay. Bitch made, snitch made. In a message to Tario on December 14th, or December 11th, 20... Oh, what the hell just happened? Okay, sorry, sorry. Um... Uh, on December 11, 2020, Le told him about the whereabouts of anti-fascist activists, Antifa, act, uh, Antifa rioters. The officer who the officer asked if he should share the information with uniformed police officers or keep it to himself. Two days later, Tario asked Le what the police department's general consensus was about the Proud Boys. Quote, that's too complicated for a text answer. Le replied, quote, that's an in-person conversation over a beer. So you guys were very close with each other. Tario's co-defendants are Proud Boys chapter leader Ethan Nordim of Auburn, Washington, Joseph Biggs of Ormond Beach, Florida, a self-described Proud Boy organizer, uh, Zachary Rell, who led Proud Boys chapter in Philadelphia, and Dominic Pozzola, a group member from Rochester, New York. What a fucking New York name, Rosola? Pezzola. Uh, Pezzola. They are among a slew of Proud Boy members facing charges in the riot that in, that separate, in a separate case this week. The president of the West Virginia chapter of the group, Jeffrey Finley, was sentenced to 75 days behind bars after pleading guilty to a misdemeanor illegal entry charge. The, and that had to do with the, with the, the Capitol building. The Associated Press sent an email to Finley's attorney seeking comment Wednesday by Michael Kuzelman, the AP. That brings us to the end of this article. Now let's hop over here. So as I said before, Enrique Tario has a very long, well-stained history of being a well-known Fed. We read this exact article on the show years ago. Two years ago now. Time flies. Exclusive Proud Boy leader was prolific informer for law enforcement. Enrique Tari in this article is by Arm Rostin with uh, Reuters. It somehow has a center bias. Not sure how that worked out, but okay. Enrique Tari, leader of the Proud Boys extremist group, has a past as an informer uh, for federal and local enforcement. So, again, 
he has contact with local police. But okay. Repeatedly working undercover for investigation investigators after he was arrested in 2012, according to a former prosecutor of and a transcript of a 2014 federal court proceeding obtained by Reuters. Now, let's, let's check out this little video here. Might have to go over to YouTube, actually. Yeah. Therapy for me, I think when the... Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio has a past as an informer for federal and local law enforcement. Fed! So the Proud Boys are, are a group, they're a, most people say a male chauvinist group, um, uh, set up in 2016. They call themselves Western chauvinists. Um, they're certainly male-dominated. Dominated. They, they, back then and, and now, they... They seem to want to contest what they perceive as, as the sort of uh, constraints of political correctness. Base Burger King crown enjoyers, absolutely. And doctrinaire political correct, correctness, and, and they want to tweak people. Enrique Tarrio stepped in as their leader in 2018 when they voted him in. And he's been he's been the sort of real face of it since then. Base Red Bull enjoyer. We reported on an old... Uh, court transcript from 2014 that had never been uh, reported on before, where um, a federal prosecutor and Tario's old lawyer and an FBI agent all discuss ways in which uh, Enrique Tario at the time had helped law enforcement. They said it helped local law enforcement and federal law enforcement. They said it repeatedly gone undercover, uh, evidently after he'd been arrested on a, on a medical-related uh, 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 charge in 2012. So um, it, it raised a lot of questions. It, it talked about him as... Tario's then-lawyer, Jeffrey Feller, said Tario helped police undercover, th- uncover three marijuana grow houses and was a prolific cooperator. What a bitch. As a, as a cooperator, <laughs> extensive cooperator, it, uh, in the transcript, his, his, his lawyer calls him a, a prolific cooperator with law enforcement. And we thought that was, that was quite interesting given what's going on now many people have seen him leading leading these rallies and these confrontations he's you know that the proud boys sometimes have with with you know uh, well what what do they perceive what they they believe to be antifa which is the the group they've often tried to uh, go after he's facing charges here in in dc as we report one uh, he he uh confessed he uh, publicly on social media he said he burned this BLM banner, and there's videotape of that happening, um, and he announced that on social media when he arrived in D.C. on January 4th. He was quickly arrested by the D.C. police, and they charged him with that, which is a misdemeanor, and they also charged him with possession of two sort of high-capacity uh, gun magazines, which are illegal in Washington D.C. They, they ban magazines that hold more than more than um, 10 rounds each, and these had 30 rounds each. And so uh, he's okay. facing... Char- so I did not pull that out of my ass. You rehear that, make sure. Illegal in Washington, D.C. They had capacity. He was quickly arrested by the D.C. police, and they charged him with that, which is a misdemeanor, and they also charged him with possession of two sort of high-capacity uh, gun magazines, which are illegal in Washington, D.C. They, they banned magazines that hold more than 
more than um, 10 rounds each, and these had 30 rounds each. And so uh, he's facing charges right now. So, uh, uh, and and uh, but there in D.C., what happened was, as soon as he went to court, the judge said uh, a part of his uh, you know his release package is he had to leave D.C. and go back to Florida, and he can't come back here until he has to deal with a court appearance or deal with his lawyer. All right. So that gives you the rundown. Forgive me, I just want to make sure I can zoom in a little bit. <clears throat> now let's wrap it up here. I want to make sure we get Enrique's side of the story because, again, I, I fuck with the Western chauvinist shit. For real, I, I, I do. I, I, I like the idea behind... I, so I, I really support what Gavin McGinnis and Milo were trying to do with it originally. I do. Uh, if I can find, I'll put in at the end some of my footage of me running around with these jackasses. But what it is now is just a big... Um, cult of feds and personalities but let's hear out his side shall we? so over here at the epoch times prosecutors denied doj planted evidence on enrique tario to frame him other proud boys and other proud boy defendants article is by joseph m hammerman february 14th 2023 it is now february 16th Federal prosecutors have denied planting manufactured evidence on Enrique Tario to frame him and other Proud Boy defendants for allegedly for alleged January 6th crime, saying that <laughs> assertions made by the defense counsel are, quote, simply incorrect. Well, again, if Enrique wasn't there for January 6th, I don't understand how you can charge him for anything January 6th related. Someone needs to explain that to me. Quote, the government robustly agrees with the defendant Dominic Pazella, Pazola. That it would have been egregiously improper for the members of the U.S. intelligence community to have conducted a domestic intelligence operation targeting Enrique Tario, a U.S. person, and provide him with a plan to storm or occupy or sit in the House and Senate office buildings on January 6th. The U.S. Department of Justice wrote in a court filing later on February 13th. Again, you better show me a text that says, I want you to go to the Capitol building, because if you don't have that, you don't have that. Quote, defendant Pozzola allegations that new information reveals that the 1776 returns documents were authored by the government itself is simply incorrect. I I mean, I'd believe it. Charged in the case are Toro Pozzola, Artario Pozzola, Zachary Rell, Ethan Nordin, and Joseph Biggs, the Proud Boy defendants on trial in the court in the district court, my apologies, in Washington, are accused of seditious conspiracy, conspiring to obstruct office official proceedings, obstruct of official obstruction of official proceedings. Those are the same fucking thing. The only difference is for that or for that last for that second one, at least you'd have to actually, you know, be there for it to happen. And conspiracy to prevent certain federal off. Uh, federal officers from performing their duties at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. Tario, Rell, Nordine, and Biggs face nine criminal counts, and Pozzola is charged with ten. Did girlfriend set up Tario? Defense attorney Roger Roots wrote, that a damning document titled 1776 Returns was authored by a member of the U.S. intelligence community and passed on to former Proud Boy chairman Tario by Erica Flores. Flores? An 
erstwhile romantic interest. Okay, erstwhile interesting. Oftarios. The document which prosecutors contend is a blueprint for the Proud Boys to attack the Capitol was written in part or in whole by Samuel Arms, a man who while in college was groomed to work for the FBI and CIA roots. Okay, again, that just adds credibility to the motion here. Uh, asserted in his motion, Arms told now-defunct House January 6th Select Committee that he was done. Now, he has done work for the U.S. Senate Department and Special Operations Com- uh, Command at MacDill Air-, uh, Air Force Base near Tampa, Florida. All right. Well, again, you're not exactly... Uh, Again, I am not opposed to the idea that this is just straight up a Fed operation. But again, Enrique, I believe, is a Fed, so... Root asked the U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly to hold on to evidentiary hearings on the 1776 returns document and, if his allegations were uh, substantiated, declared a mistrial with prejudice. Department of Justice Attorney Jocelyn Ballantine said ARMS is not part of the intelligence community, but runs a blockchain association based in Florida. The plot thickens. Quote, ARMS denied drafting the 1776 returns documents. Ballantine wrote, quote, He testified in both instances that he recognized certain aspects of the documents from a wargaming exercise he has done to consider what would happen if a president refused to leave the White House and there was just mad chaos in the streets because no one knows who's in charge. Very specific. And you guys just had this training thing on, on, on hand? Just happened to... Okay. That's very... Okay. Interestingly uh, specific. Arms testified before the House... Uh, January 6th committee in July 2022 and before a federal grand jury in October 2022 Kelly ruled the document admissible in December 2022 he has not yet ruled on Root's motion for evidentiary hearing quote indeed Arms specifically testified that he was horrified by the documents because someone had taken his ideas and turned them into a tactical plan with form and structure that it, it, oh yeah okay advocated storming the Capitol building. The team, I think everyone's just really full of shit. Flores told the January Sixth Committee that Arms wrote the 1776 returns, but Arms denied the allegations, claiming Flores was blame shifting. But he said, and then she said, Ballantine wrote. That when subpoenaed to testify before the federal grand jury in October 2022, Flores invoked her Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination in response to more than 50 transcript pages worth of questions by the government about the 1776 returns documents. Uh, yeah. Let's just read the first three comments here by JLS. Everything about Jan 6 was manufactured and planted. I, I can get behind that. There was more proven corruption from the DOD than the Proud Boys. True! By M.D. Bishk and Nick Murphy. Don't forget about the group being prosecuted for the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer had six in it. With me, six undercover FBI agents in it. Hmm. Weirdly incriminating there, Nick Murphy. Now, 
I guess it's going to bring me here. Does it? I feel like there's something I'm forgetting. But I'm not sure what. Well, I can't think of anything. I, I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting something. But if I can find that footage I have of me walking around and marching with them, whatever footage I didn't sell of it back in the day, I'll uh, throw it in right at the end of this clip. So that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I'm here James Madison. Please stay tuned. i got more episodes coming up today. And until next time, I shall catch you all later. Peace. I got you. That's a Photoshop. I'll make sure we look good. How old are you? I think we go, but I think we're waiting for the road to change. I have never seen gray uh, cross lights before. Maybe it's gray because of the sheer the pressure of the Marxism seeping through this factory. Seeping the colors of our world, like that one movie where they go into the TV. What's that movie called? Those two kids fight over a moan and get sucked into a TV, and then they look in the, like, the movie, the Beaver Universe. You do. They like argue over the TV remote and then they get sucked into like a leave it to beaver universe. Like the fire department only saves cats from trees. Is that what we're fucking doing? Charles. Charles is marching with. Alright! Kyle, No cigarettes. No cigarettes. Okay. Go. Rod and Oh, yeah. CBS don't sell cigarettes. CBS don't sell cigarettes. Tell me. Three blocks. That was good. Oh, my bad, sir. Oh, you're good, brother.
Oh, she's all the way up there. All right. Charges again, so they just dropped the gun charges. I thought. Oh no, they give me bail. Oh, fully bail? Yeah. Out, man. That doesn't mean the one won't be getting shit. Oh. But if he does, they're right. Richie Schroeder. Yeah. 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 If he does, then he's fucking the True. Just makes me so mad. Where did Nate manage to? He went way ahead like a while ago. Oh. That's right. He's meeting somebody over there. That's dope. Yeah, I want to go over and be like, hey, put my MAGA hat on my head, crone me. Back to that one. Somebody stole my hat, though. Really? Yeah, and it was signed by Tim Pool. That's my favorite team right there. All day, every day. I mean, you have a very impressive winning streak. <laughs> yes, Just ask the entire world that beefed with us. <laughs> Good morning, man. I got your picture. Ah, thank you. You're welcome. My kids don't like it. Uh, well, make sure you make me look good. <laughs> 
like walking ahead of my own fucking mother. Why? Why? I want to slow you down. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you want to slow me down so we hit that brick wall of flesh down there? Not too much, man. Good. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. Remember, folks, there is absolutely nobody who can test this election. The revolution will not be televised, but it will be streamed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. sadly true. Oh, yeah. So you better switch off, tune out, drop out, and stream off. Because the revolution is being streamed. Really? They give me these lines to say? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, no, we don't want to film a bunch. Uh, 
Yeah, I know, but this is like right down in the middle of the stuff, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can always, run, I can always run back and catch up with you. I just don't see anywhere to sit if you want to. No, no, no. I'm What's staying up, babe? How you doing? home again. Oh. I like to stay at this hotel because it's a lot closer. I got you. Okay. And it's more my kind of people. I thought you were talking about, like, here. I'm like, I mean, sure. You're definitely safer here. This crowd stays around. You call the whole thing. And the little dog's like, I want some of that shit. I know what happened. It's been clicking me like seven times. I understand. Campaign 80. Which message will resonate with voters? Let's talk better mileage. Kill the bastards. <laughs>